Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Balance Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm your host, Jordan Younger. And if this is your first time listening to the show, then welcome. You picked a good episode to start with because today we have the fabulous biohacking king and founder of the Bulletproof Lifestyle, Dave Asprey, on the show. I have been a fan of his for years. And when you hear me interviewing him in this episode, you'll probably be able to tell that I'm a fangirl first and foremost. And talking to him was such a dream and so cool. And just learning from the founder of biohacking. How often do we talk about biohacking on this podcast and also just in circles of wellness? It comes up all the time. Dave is the founder and inventor of the term biohacking, and he's figured it all out, how to hack your biology to feel your best, sleep your best, have peak performance, lose weight, lose inflammation, keep it off, heal from Lyme and mold, all the things, all the things. And if you've ever heard of the Bulletproof Diet, that's all Dave. Even if you haven't heard of the Bulletproof Diet and you've put MCT oil in your coffee or butter or vegan butter or ghee, you are doing some version of the Bulletproof Diet that he created many years ago to heal himself from Lyme and mold and also to lose inflammation, lose weight. He's lost 100 pounds and kept it off. He is also the host of Bulletproof Radio, the founder of the Bulletproof Company, as well as the CEO, which is bars and MCT oil and stuff that you've probably seen everywhere. Um, he is the author of three best-selling books, including his newest book, Fast This Way, which is all about intermittent fasting, which we talk about a lot in this episode. And he does everything. I mean, what does Dave not do? I'm also just so impressed with his personal life and his personal health and healing and this amazing quest that he's gone on in a mind, body, spirit way to heal, lose inflammation, and feel incredible. Through Bulletproof, he's transformed himself into a better entrepreneur, a better husband, a better father, and a better human being overall. So talking to Dave was really fun because like I said, I was fangirling. I was nervous. I don't often get nervous at this point to have guests on my podcast, but talking to Dave Asprey is a big deal, big deal in my book. For anybody who's into health and wellness, you know, Dave Asprey is top of the line. He's incredible. Once we started talking, it felt like talking to someone who I've known for a long time, a dad or just a 
very well-researched, like, family friend. I was like, oh my God, you are so down-to-earth and humble. And I really appreciated that because I've talked to a lot of very successful people in the wellness space, best-selling authors, top podcast hosts, very well-known people at this point. And I can tell you that Dave is one of the most humble people that I've talked to, especially for his success. And I just so appreciated like the time that he took in this episode to talk about my health and to help me upgrade my insomnia and my symptoms from Lyme and mold. And I was especially interested to have Dave on the podcast because he himself has healed from Lyme and mold, which is something that I've been dealing with for many years. And I know a lot of people listening also deal with. So he's got all the tips. We went deep on insomnia and sleep cycles and food. We talk a lot about diet because some of you are probably wondering, but wait, Jordan, you're plant-based. You're a diehard vegan. And Dave, he's not anti-plant-based, but Bulletproof Diet is is very much not plant-based. And he's had his years of being raw vegan and vegan and vegetarian, and it didn't work for him, which is how he ended up, you know, going the other direction into the bulletproof diet and eating meat and all those things that are not vegan, butter, for example, ghee. And I just want to say, first of all, for anybody who's listening, who's wondering about that, I have so many people on this podcast with differing opinions from my own, but I still learn so much from them. I was not going to interrupt Dave at any point and be like, no, but tell me how to do this as a vegan. Even though, yes, I did ask him that question for all my fellow vegans. I wanted to really, really hear him out and listen to why he suggests the bulletproof diet for healing, because that's his expertise. That's his forte. My forte is plant-based diet, but I have no judgment. I love to meet in the middle. I love to learn from people. And truly, I would be a fool to not try to learn from Dave Asprey, the father and founder of biohacking. And he really shared some things with me in this episode that landed with me. And while I'm not planning on changing my plant-based diet anytime soon, or probably ever, also because I have eaten many ways. I've been paleo. I've been keto. I've eaten meat and eggs and dairy, and I know what works for my body. I love learning from him, and I do want to incorporate more of what he talked about in this episode in terms of... um more healthy saturated fats and different things to improve my sleep and some supplements that he talked about and all of it. So I'm excited. I know you guys will love this episode. Before we dive into the episode, I want to thank our sponsor for today's show, Cured Nutrition. Cured Nutrition is my favorite CBD company. I've had the founder, Joseph Sheehy, on the podcast. He is epic such a biohacker in his own right. And first of all, you should know you can use the code BLONDE for a big discount off of all Cured Nutrition products. My favorite Cured Nutrition products are their mint CBD tincture, their pain salve, which is full of shea butter and peppermint, and it smells so good. And I use it on my hands and my neck every night before I sleep. And I also love the Rise capsules, which are a combination of functional mushrooms for focus and mental clarity and cognitive enhancement and sustained energy, as well as CBD. And then I take the Zen capsules at night before I sleep. And they also have gut health, they have immunity support, they have mood enhancement 
supplements and capsules. So you can check them out for all that good stuff. They even have CBD for pets. You know, Hudson is all about it. We've had Hudson on CBD since he was a kitten and he loves, and you can also shop by bundle on CBD. So just so you know, CBD does not get you high. There's no THC in it. So you don't have to worry about that. It's just a raw hemp oil. They are local to Colorado. Everything is sustainably sourced. Um, Super top of the line. I mean, the people behind Cured Nutrition are some of the best people that you will ever meet. I love them so much. And I know that you will love their products. So go to curednutrition.com slash blonde. Use that code blonde to shop CBD, capsules, pain salves, topical pet CBD, hemp oils, supplements, all the good things. And enjoy. Tag me on Instagram when you try it, which is my favorite thing so I can connect with you guys there. And before we also dive into this episode, I just wanted to remind you guys, if you take a second to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, I'm always so grateful. And I have a free gift to send you if you do. So send that rating and review to jordan at thebalancebond.com. And I will send you my free yoga ebook as a thank you and personally thank you for listening to the show. So now, without Without further ado, let's get into this conversation with the epic and phenomenal Dave Asprey. Dave Asprey, I'm so happy that you're here. This is such an honor and so much fun to have you on. I've been a fan forever, forever. I think. Thanks, Jordan. Of course. I've read all of your books. I have your new book right here. Fast you this way. <laughs> yes. When does it come out? It comes out January 19th. But oh, you're okay. one of the few people with the print edition already. So you're, you're in rare air. I feel so lucky. I feel so honored. So for the few people here who might not know you, although I'm pretty confident that <laughs> almost everybody listening knows who you are, just tell us a little bit about you, what you do, your history, all that good stuff. Sure. Uh, people call me the father of biohacking and I'm really well known because I started Bulletproof, created Bulletproof Coffee. Uh, but I've written seven books published in probably close to 20 languages now, and more than half a million copies. All of them are around how do we get control of our own biology? And I care a lot because I used to weigh 300 pounds. I weigh about 200 pounds now, depending on how much muscle I have or don't have. And along the way, I had all the diseases of aging before I was 30. I had really serious brain fog and cognitive dysfunction. They said uh, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue. Turns out it was toxic mold. They also said Lyme, which is almost always toxic mold <laughs> um, that, that brings on Lyme. Uh, I also had high risk of stroke and heart attack on lab tests, arthritis, uh, I had a prediabetes, just everything that could go wrong already went wrong before I was 30. So I ended up spending more than a million dollars upgrading my biology. And, you know, I lost that hundred pounds. I kept it off. I'm never hungry. And I've helped people lose more than a million pounds with all the stuff I teach through Bulletproof, top 100 podcasts for years running now. And just having fun, helping people show up in a, in a bigger, brighter way. That's incredible. I mean, I'm so inspired for so many different reasons. First of all, I did live in toxic mold. It did turn on the Lyme disease that 
I've been struggling with for about four years. And I know a lot of people listening to the show are dealing with something similar. So where should we start? Well, toxic mold is such a big deal that I shot a documentary about it. And if you go to moldymovie.com, it's free. Uh, I spent a couple hundred thousand dollars in a couple months making this thing because most people don't think it's real. And you still you go to the doctor like I did and say, I feel like I've been poisoned. Something's wrong. I'm gaining weight when I shouldn't be gaining weight. I'm doing everything right. I feel hungover all the time. And doctors are trained. If you have more than two or three symptoms, it's all in your head. It's hypochondria. So they're like, oh, here, have some Wellbutrin. Or maybe you should try to lose weight. I'm like, but I'm doing everything. And then they look at you and they go, no, you're not. If you're doing everything, you'd be losing weight. And it, it was that kind of disrespect that really frankly, pissed me off uh, many, many years ago and put me on this path. Well, I'm just going to hack it myself. And fortunately, I studied artificial intelligence and information systems. And uh, I had a great career in Silicon Valley managing incredibly complex cloud computing things. Like if we can do that, we can probably, without knowing what's going on in the body entirely, we can probably change the inputs and measure what outputs change. And that was what became biohacking. And I, I wrote this definition of biohacking. I started a movement and a community. And the definition I wrote was the art and science of changing the environment around you and inside of you so that you have full control of your own biology. And it's a new word in the English language in the dictionary, which That's is awesome. So cool. I love that so much. I mean, that's like such a part of the common vernacular now, biohacking. That came from you. That yep, is so cool. Thank you. And I, I wanted a name for this because before they would have said, oh, you're like a health nut or you know, you're some kind of a you know, health something or another. And the reality of it is that, no, it's not about being healthy. Um, you, because you're actually pretty sick from mold and Lyme, like, God, I would love to be healthy. But the vast majority of people out there, they're healthy enough that what's really going on is I'd really like to look a certain way. I'd really like to um, get laid. <laughs> uh, I'd really like to grow my career. I'd really like to be a good parent. And like health is never number one until you're really sick. Right. And so changing the language around, it's not about being healthy. It's about upgrading yourself. It's about do you want more energy than you have now? And it was like, actually, I do. Because sometimes I'm tired at the end of the day or after lunch, I'm lagging. Right. And then it's a different conversation. And it helps if you've had Lyme or mold or any of the many other things that have people running at you know 70% of what they're capable of, but they don't know it. Like, this is just how I feel. And sometimes I'm worse, sometimes I'm better, but it appears random. It's always your fault because you did something. You just don't know what it is. And maybe you lived in the wrong place. Maybe you ate the wrong food. You know, maybe you're doing something before you go to bed that ruins your sleep. It could be anything. right? But the idea is we, maybe we can find out what it is, tell you what it most likely is, and give you the tools to experiment. And all of a sudden, like I have enough energy to handle whatever life brings my way. I did not have that in my 20s, and I have it now. And it's awesome. That is so awesome. I mean, you're the picture of vitality and health and energy which is so amazing. So with mold and Lyme in particular, beyond fasting, because we're going to talk all about fasting, what else helped you heal? One of the, the biggest things to understand is that for 2 billion years, there's been an ancient war on earth between bacteria and fungus. Right? Your body is controlled by ancient bacteria, your mitochondria. They decide what hormones you get. They decide what energy you get. They decide whether you're under threat or not. They do it before you can even think because they get to sense things before you see them in your brain. 
So hmm, you're in a moldy place. That mold makes toxins that are poisonous to your mitochondria. And that means that you're making less energy right away and you're feeling this sense of doom and anxiety pretty much all the time because the cells in your body are feeling like something. I don't know what it is, but it's attacking me. And it's these toxins made by the mold, even if it's not the mold itself. And sometimes it's both. So it's fixing your mitochondria to make them run at full power. And all of a sudden, now I have the energy for my immune system to work. I have the energy to turn off inflammation. I have the energy to think. And one of the most powerful things you can do is ozone therapy. And you can do it intravenously. You can do it rectally. You can do it vaginally. It's the most single effective broad spectrum intervention for aging and infection that I know of. And it's been done for a hundred years. Wow. It's also not known by a lot of modern medicine. Functional medicine doctors know about it. What it does, it creates a wave of inflammatory molecules in the body that make the mitochondria wake up and start making antioxidants. And the mitochondria that are weak, but not dead, the body goes, oh, wait a minute. I guess I should kill those weak ones and grow new young ones. So you can replenish the damaged ones. So for me, I'd gotten to the point where I could use Bulletproof Coffee to get my brain back in the morning, but I was still the, the chronic pain, you know, the brain fog. And, you know, I'd sit in meetings, I'd bite my, the inside of my cheek just to try to stay awake, but your brain's poison. You, you can't bring energy. Mm-hmm. So... I started doing ozone therapy. I had a guy teach me how to do it, a doctor, and I did it at home. And I did it every night, every night for about 18 months whenever I wasn't traveling. And the first time I did it, I'm like, oh my God, I got my brain back for five minutes. I remember what it was like to just have this, like this feeling. And so I did it again the next night. And then I got it for six minutes and it just slowly built up. And after 18 months, that plus... uh, whether it's Lyme or mold, usually one or two months of antifungal drugs make a huge difference, like fluconazole or uh, Sporinox or a mix of the two. Uh, most people who have Lyme disease, when they do that, plus ozone, plus binding toxins, they magically get their lives back. That is amazing. Okay, good. Because people listening definitely need to hear this. So I've done ozone. I definitely didn't do ozone every every day. I think that that sounds... Incredible. I did it every week for about two years. Intravenously. And um, that was... helps. Mm-hmm. Did it fix things though? No. It didn't in part because you want to get it in the GI tract. It's a lot cheaper to buy a $1,500 ozone machine and some oxygen from the welding supply store. And you know, women have two places you can put ozone. Guys only have one. <laughs> and either one works, but it just regularly tells the body you're going to have to do it. So it'll, it'll help a lot. And if you do that in combination with something that actually kills fungus, I mean, I have seen... I don't know the number at this point, but with the documentary and all that, like tens of thousands of people go, oh, I got my life back. Wow. It's a big deal. You so got to take did it rectally. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. Oh, that's what I got to do. It's a tiny little hose. You know, it, it's, you know, smaller than a pencil and you just stick it in and put a, about a half a liter of ozone gas in. It's, it takes five minutes. Um, I do it online sometimes. I'm like reverse fart is the hashtag because it's kind of funny, but it's it's just <laughs> not amazing. that big of a deal compared to lots of other things you could be doing. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and you you get your life back. It's it's really incredible because when your brain works, 
it's it's awesome. And a big part of making your brain work too, especially when you're dealing with just a chronic, I don't know why I'm so tired, um, is intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And at this point, intermittent fasting was a big part of Bulletproof. When I first started writing about it 10 years ago, my first big book, The Bulletproof Diet, had intermittent fasting as a core part of it. And since then, intermittent fasting has really taken off. Keto has really taken off. But intermittent fasting, you can do wrong. And keto, you can do wrong. And sometimes I'm, I'm just like, oh man, I know you look at Google Trends when I started writing about this and I started really pushing it. You can see like keto starts going up on what people are interested in. But I was doing keto in the 90s from the Atkins diet. Wow. And I lost 50 pounds. The other 50 pounds took 10 years to lose because it's not about ketosis. And so I see people who are sick going, I'm going to go keto and stay keto. I'm like, you're going to get sicker, especially if you're a woman. And oh, then- wow. I see people say, oh, oh, fasting worked really well. You know, because I had less food toxins, my toxic burden was lower. So I'm feeling better. Therefore, I'm going to fast every day forever. And then they get sicker. So there's like this fasting trap and there's this keto trap. There's even a vegan trap. I was a raw vegan when I was trying to get better. And man, that made me really sick. But I was like, oh, it's because I'm not raw enough. You know, maybe I can be even more vegan. And oh, talk about wrecking yourself. There's so many traps. I know I was Mm going to ask you about that with, with fasting, because so I've done a couple like two and a half week water fasts where all wow. I've had is water, medically supervised. Good. Home, of course, with a doctor, getting tested every day. But those are intense. And I wanted to know your thoughts on that. I just did a, um, a big interview uh, with a guy from Santa Rosa on Bulletproof Radio about... Dr. Goldhammer? Yeah, Dr. Goldhammer. Mm-hmm. Doing... Um, is that who you did it with? Yeah. And you did two of them. So did you get results from it or? I did four. I've done four over the course of two years. I've had incredible results. I used to be covered in hives head to toe. You couldn't even see my skin. So the water fasting is the only thing that helped those hives go away, which I have to think the inflammation on the inside has also gone way down. And it gave me my life back. But I don't know that it always lasts with me as the months go on. Well, what's going on there is during a water-only fast, especially with his protocols, it's really depleting and changing your gut biome. And the reason you're getting all of those hives, I used to have problems with hives as well. Uh, And if I eat a really high histamine food, I might still get hives. And you eat three-day-old pork or sushi that's a little bit old. It turns out fish and pork are high histamine foods when they've been sitting for a while. Um, Yeah, I might get a couple hives. And then it's like I take a Benadryl, they go away. Thank goodness. But I used to be way more sensitive. There are species of gut bacteria that you can deplete through fasting um, that make histamine in the gut. And with people who've had mold, we also get something called a mast cell response, which is usually a ratio of B vitamins and all. So something that's made a big difference for me is one of the fasting hacks that's in Fast This Way and something that no one in the fasting world has talked about yet. And so this is like a big addition to the field. And and when you talk with uh, Dr. Goldhammer, his, his thing is, well, we know that water only works, so we do it. And when I interviewed him, I'm like, well, why wouldn't you take activated charcoal so people don't get like weeping sores on their skin? He goes, well, it might change something. I'm like, yeah, it might make it easier. Mm-hmm. Right? So uh, I'll probably do a, a medically surprised fast just as a biohacker because I'm curious about it. You but I don't, I don't have a need to do it, right? Like things work really well. And what I find with intermittent fasting 
is that people who are not well from a mitochondrial perspective, with toxin exposure, chronic stress, you know, anxiety, there can be all kinds of things, lingering infections. Um, it's really hard to start intermittent fasting because like, I barely have enough energy to go through this morning and do my work and show up in my life. And you're going to take away food. And now like I, I'm just a zombie. And this was me. But I'm like, wait a minute. What are we really doing during a fast? There's turning on autophagy, which is this, uh, um, you know, the body re, uh, recreating, getting rid of old cells, old protein junk, and creating new cells that are younger and stronger and better. It can only do that if it has enough energy and enough nutrients to make new cells, though. That's really important. So that means if your insulin doesn't go up and you don't eat any protein, you still can be fasting. And the other thing fasting does is it raises ketones. And if you can raise those with MCT oil, which is, I'm the guy who made MCT oil famous. I know. That helps a lot with energy during a fast and you're still getting the benefits of a fast. And the final hack that might be really cool for you, um, that is the new one, is prebiotic fiber. And when you put that into, say, coffee during a fast, well, what happens? People are like, well, there might be 15 calories in there. <coughs> so, how is that? How is that real? You know, that's not a fast. Well, there's a purist view where you can only have water, but all religious traditions at least have tea, right? They, they have stuff during a fast. So, what I'm saying is, what is the most that I can have that will make me feel good while I'm getting the benefits of a fast? And if you feed your good gut bacteria during a fast, it's different than a water fast, which probably right. works because it got rid of the bad ones. But what if you fed the good ones during a fast? And this is something that radically turns down hunger. And it might work great for you, but because you have mold and lime and things like that going on, you may also have small intestine bacteria overgrowth, at which point maybe you don't handle prebiotic fiber well, but you want to get your gut to the point that it can do that. And... Um, I've I've gone through you know the raw vegan phase, you know juicing, you know fridge full of stuff and giant blenders and salad bowls as big as my body and all that kind of stuff, and it it just didn't work. In fact, plant toxins are a real issue, and I've been talking about that for ten years now. the The big ones are um, lectins. It's like chapter one of the bulletproof diet. It's like lectins, phytates, you know, from whole grains. There's no reason the outside of the grain is good for you. It actually blocks minerals, and you need more minerals when you're sick, not less. So, you know, the idea that oh, eat some, eat some grains, eat some beans, you're going to get inflammation from those, and then you get to the next thing, which which is oxalic acid. And I went on the Joe Rogan show, and like. Joe, you're doing these kale smoothies. You're giving yourself a really big toxic load on your kidneys and you're going to get pain from that. And then Joe um, was an investor in a competing brand and then kind of was like, Dave's full of crap, all this <laughs> kind of stuff. And six years later, he's like, guys, I had to quit drinking kale smoothies. The oxalic acid was getting to me. And That's you got Mike Tyson and they're going, killer kale, I hate kale. I'm like, yeah, kale's evil. It's bad stuff. That's but it's so wild. It's, yeah. I've seen you talking about that for a long time. So interesting. I mean, I still eat a lot of kale. So maybe why? why? I don't know. I like kale, first of all. Second of all, no, you I, don't. I you do. could have bacon or chocolate or kale, and you're telling me you like kale. I would have chocolate. Okay. So chocolate has less oxalic acid. It has a little bit, but it has less than kale. But here's the thing when you've been exposed to toxic mold, 
you are almost by definition will have oxalic acid problems because mold brings candida and candida creates oxalic acid in the body. When you eat more kale, it is really rough on the gut and it creates these little crystals throughout your body that increase muscle pain, joint pain, brain fog, vaginal pain, oh, no. all kinds of stuff. Like well, I have so much of that. I have so much joint pain. I, so I promise you, if you get rid of raw spinach and even cooked spinach and kale spinach? and collards and chard and beets. I eat so much of all this yeah. stuff. They're causing much of your pain. Those are all high toxin foods that are supposed to be healthy, but aren't. If that you so interesting. If you insist on eating them, take um, baking soda or better yet, potassium bicarbonate, but not too much of it because too much potassium can be bad, but you need about four grams a day. But you can actually boil all of those things and boil it with that strong alkaline with them. It'll crystallize all the stuff out, dump the water, and eat what's left over, you'll at least lower the level. But you could also just say, I'm not going to eat high oxalic acid foods. I promise you that a reason you have all that pain, I was the same way. I eat those foods to this day. Um, I'm like, oh, wow, look, my feet hurt when I walk. They don't hurt ever. I don't have the pain up and down my back. It's lectins, it's oxalic acid. Phytates are a longer term problem. And histamine is the other thing. So don't eat food, like leftovers for a while. Oh God. Okay. Are, so this is, this is going to yeah. drastically change me moving forward. So Chapter one I- of the Bulletproof Diet. But here's the thing, Jordan, in Fast This Way, my new book, I'm like, guys, if fasting is hard for you, what did you eat the last meal? Because when you eat, you shouldn't be hungry when you're done. If That's- you want to be hungry, eat a kale salad. And a half hour later, you're like, what else can I eat? <laughs> Am I telling true. you the truth? You're telling the truth for sure. Kale drives hunger. Okay, just a brief interruption from this episode with Dave because I know so many people in my community are doing a dry January this month and I have such a good recommendation for you if you are doing a dry January or you're sober or you're just sober curious and thinking about having less alcohol in your life then you have to try Groovy. Groovy is a brand that Jonathan and I are obsessed with right now. It's an alcohol-free craft beer and wine company. They first launched in Denver in May 2019, founded by siblings Anika and Nikki Sani. They're a small family and friends startup, and their mission is to bring life, love, and tasty options to the alcohol-free space. So I think a lot of you guys know I've been sober for two years. It's been the best decision in my life. I was not an addict to alcohol, but I just was not served by alcohol any longer. My health wasn't served by alcohol. In this episode, Dave and I are talking a lot about healing from chronic illness, autoimmune conditions, Lyme, mold, and alcohol was not serving me in this process. So Groovy is so fun. They have a bubbly rosé. They have a dry secco that's like a Prosecco made from wine grapes. And they also have an IPA as well as a bunch of different types of alcohol-free beer. So I'm a fan of the Groovy Bubbly Rosé because it's gluten-free. It's the newest addition to their brand. It's fruity. It is like a light pink color. It's so pretty. It has tiny little effervescent bubbles, complement notes of tart green apple alongside fresh strawberry, gluten-free, alcohol-free, and only 60 calories per bottle. Jonathan is a fan of the Dry Secco. We drank it to ring in the new year and... Like I said, it's totally alcohol-free. I'm here 
to share with you that your wealth is your health and the beverages that you consume should not compromise that. So Groovy and I 100% agree in that process. You can use the code BLONDE at getgroovy.com, which is get, G-E-T, groovy, G-R-U-V-I.com, code BLONDE, B-L-O-N-D-E for 10% off. Keep tagging me in your Instagrams. I want to see everything when you try Groovy. They also have a dry January wellness kit, which is full of cute stuff like candles and bath bombs and an adorable little like tumbler to drink out of and chocolate. And I'm enjoying everything in the wellness box. I know you will too. So head over there to getgroovy.com, code blonde, and enjoy. Now back into this episode with Dave. So, okay. So for people who are listening, including me, who are plant-based, so like I'm sure you had this conversation with Dr. Goldhammer also, what would be your tips for remaining plant-based, but also biohacking your system, feeling good, obviously avoiding kale, beans, that kind of stuff? Well, all right. You might not like this answer, Jordan. I feel like I know what you're going to say, but okay. Okay. What if I said, look, I really like punching myself in the face. What are your tips for making my face not hurt? Oh, no. Okay. Here's the answer. Become a vegetarian. Vegetarian. Okay. You can pull this off. It's still hard, but you can do it as vegetarian. As 100% plant-based. Okay. I was a devout vegan, a devout raw vegan. I I can blend soaked whatever I can make cashew everything like I I've lived this. Yes. You will never resolve the chronic pain in your body if you keep doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I created the bulletproof diet to heal from what a plant-based diet did to me. Okay. Wow. I stood in front of David Avocado Wolf's audience, you know, mm-hmm. the, the raw vegan ground zero, right? And I gave a talk. This is several years ago. And I said, guys, I hate to tell you this. I am a lacto ovo beefo porco vegetarian. Oh my gosh. And they all just laughed. And I said, uh-huh. let, me, let, me, let me talk to you about this. There's three arguments for a plant-based diet. Okay. One of them is you don't want to torture animals. Okay. I'm with you. By the way, I have a small farm. We have sheep, we have pigs, we have chickens, we have turkeys. Okay. You can eat grass fed, locally sourced animals that lived an amazing life and are essentially good for the planet. Because that's the second argument. I'm only going to eat plants because I believe that that's going to support the earth. As a farmer, I can tell you if I don't have poop on my crops, I only get half as much food out of them. So when you eat, grass-fed animals or at least grass-fed butter, it changes the ecosystem to improve it. So now you animals actually have a right to exist and they live a good life. I promise you that no small farmer with you know 20 or 30 animals would ever mistreat an animal. There's two reasons. One, it hurts us to do that. And two, you actually make less money as a farmer when you torture your animals. It's bad for them. So it's the industrialization of meat. So I will not touch industrial meat. It's unethical. It's bad for the animals. It's bad for the planet. It depletes our soil. But you say, all right, I still, I, I just don't want to do it because I don't want to eat the animal. If you support local agricultural by doing grass-fed butter or ghee, 
ghee gets all the proteins out. So it's just the butter fat. Your cells are closer to butter fat in composition than plant fats. And what Dr. Goldhammer uh, recommends is a, a very small subset of people are still doing kind of the, the Dean Ornish perspective, which is right. a ton of starch and almost no fat. And when you do that, your body will make a little bit of saturated fat, but you have to eat very low levels of plant fats because plant fats are actually bad for you. So what you can do to shortcut this is say, okay, what I did for uh, David Wolf's audience, I said, when you eat grass-fed ghee, you're building healthier soil. No animals are dying. You can get it locally if you want to, or, but even larger scale grass-fed, the animals had to get grass. They had to be outside. So you do that. The ghee itself helps you build healthier cell membranes and it helps you absorb the nutrients from your vegetables better. So the animals win, the soil wins, and you win. So okay. I'm telling you, a scoop of ghee every day is going to be like rocket fuel for your body. You'll be like, oh, I feel so good. Really? Okay, well, I like that. I'm okay. okay. I'm ethically okay with ghee. I okay. don't know for me about eggs or anything. What are your thoughts about eggs? Well, if you're not allergic to eggs, raw egg yolks will grow new myelin sheath. Now, a myelin sheath is the insulation on your nerves. When you're exposed to either lime toxins or mold toxins, which look almost the same biochemically, they cause damage to the insulation on your nerves. So they can't carry impulses the way um, they're supposed to. So like, how do, how do you account for that? Well, raw egg yolks are amazing. Okay. No chickens die to make eggs. They lay eggs anyway. Right. So we have about a dozen laying chickens uh, and they run around, they lay eggs, they eat worms and the eggs have this dark yellow yolk. You can support a local farmer. 90% of small farmers have a day job. And I'll tell you, running a farm is a full-time job anyway. So they're working hard. They care a lot about their animals. You need to have chickens because chickens poop. When chickens poop, it puts nitrogen in the soil. So we move our chickens around on the farm. We move the pigs around and the sheep come through. They eat all the grass and they just shit everywhere because the animal's job is to repopulate the soil with beneficial microorganisms. They're like the microbiome of the planet, not just sheep, but sheep, cows, and the buffalo we used to have. And if you go down this plant-based only world, we just removed animals from our ecosystem. Our soil will die. Right. And so, how do we make it so you don't need industrial animals because they're bad for the planet, bad for you, bad for everything, but you support the existence of animals? And I would argue that eggs, especially from a local small farmer and grass fed butter, they will improve your health dramatically. And they're totally in alignment with this philosophy. It's like, I care a lot about soil. I care a lot about animals. I care a lot about the planet. And I'm unwilling to sacrifice my health. So, how do we do all of that? and set it up so that even 100 years from now, if we all decide to do this, the answer is you eat less meat, but make sure it's grass-fed and as local as you can get. To the point, I'm opening my second restaurant. I have one in Santa Monica. I'm opening one in Victoria, British Columbia, where I live. And we're actually growing the food at our own restaurant because the, the bacon that I make comes from pigs that are happy, that ate what they're supposed to eat. And everyone who, who eats it goes... I've never had anything like this. Why do I feel this way? I mean, because yeah. the fatty acids in it are different because the animal wasn't treated poorly ever. Right. That does I, make a huge difference. Right. But you might say, look, I'm never going to eat meat. Um, I, I would say collagen is going to help you. But really for you, just put a couple tablespoons of butter or ghee 
in whatever you're doing, your vegetables will taste better and you're going to see a change in your skin. You're going to see a change in your brain. I resisted all this stuff too until after about a year of this. I'm like, I'm in worse muscle pain than I was before and I'm doing everything on this vegan diet. So I would be a gravelitarian, Jordan, if it worked. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons that I'm such a fan of fasting to the point I'd write a book about it it's, it's very easy to write a fasting book. It's like step one, don't eat for a while. Step two, here's why it's good for you in a bunch of references. Right. This isn't that book. I actually fasted in a cave for four days led by I a know. shaman. Right? I want to talk to you about that. Okay. Your vision quest. Exactly. But I was like, I, I've got to feel what's going on from a, from a fasting perspective. But something that happens that, that isn't a part of our common discussion about fasting is that all foods, whatever they are, have energy, which is called calories, they have nutrients and they have stuff that's bad for you in them. It's just a question of the ratio. And some of the plant-based proponents talk about nutrient density. And what that means is eat food with no calories. That's bad for you. You need calories. That's the energy that for life, right? Eat food with no calories, lots of vitamins, but they don't ever look at the anti-nutrients. And the reality is like, okay, I have to get enough energy that's available so my body knows I've got the nutrients or got the energy I need. I need enough nutrients and I need to minimize the stuff that causes harm that's more common in plants, but is also present in some animal products. When you fast, you stop eating anything that might be bad for you. And sometimes it's the absence of the bad stuff in plants that makes you feel better during a fast. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I do always feel amazing on a fast and I love the concept in your book of you don't have to suffer to be on a fast. I absolutely love that. And I totally agree, even though I've suffered on water fasts, but it's they've worked. So I want to talk to you about the vision quest because I think that is so cool. I love what you've written in your book about it. That's my kind of stuff, the spiritual stuff. Well, I realized um, this was back in 2008 uh, when I, I did this. I had done enough personal development work. I'd, I'd already lost a substantial amount of my weight. You know, I had already been a, a, a vegan for a long time. I'd been to Tibet, studied meditation with the masters and been to South America and did ayahuasca um, before it was a thing. Like, like no one knew how to spell it. And I went down there and right. at the guest house, they're like, um, you're white. Why would you do that? It's for local people. You'll throw up. Like that's stupid. That's and so I'm like, no, really, I want to try. They couldn't believe a tourist would want to do that. And yeah. now it's like you, you land at the airport. They're like, hey, we've got plant medicine and, and oh, all. Yeah. So I was already on a path and I realized, okay, I have a problem with being hypoglybitchy. When I'm hungry, I'm kind of a jerk. At least I used to be. Mm-hmm. And so I was afraid of being a jerk because I don't want to be mean, but I, you know, I would have less ability to control my emotions. Mold, by the way, also makes it harder to control your emotions. I also realized that I learned, because I was told this, that if you don't eat six meals a day, you'll go into starvation mode. Okay. It takes two or three months to starve, but right. I believe that if I didn't get six meals a day, I would starve. So I had a fear of being hungry because it made me angry and because I might die. And I also was afraid of being alone. So I would rather be in a bad relationship than to be in no relationship. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't realized this about myself, but I was like, why do I keep making decisions? Like, I I think I make decisions. Why do I I keep doing things that I didn't decide to do? Like, why do I eat the cookie when I say I won't? You know, why do I, you know, put up with things I shouldn't have put up with in my life? And so I said, all right, I'm hiring a shaman to drop me off in the desert. And I'm going to be in a cave for four days with no food and no people. 
And I'm just going to have to face the fear and see what happens. And it was, you know, the, the through line in the book is, all right, here's the different things that happen psychologically and emotionally and spiritually. And here are things that happen biologically and why fasting is so powerful biologically to give you the power to do the spiritual side of things. Absolutely. So what were some of the spiritual things that you realized about yourself? Well, you you end up when you fast for a couple of days, you know, because you've done you know, these longer rest-based water fasts, at a certain point, you're like, oh, I, I, I have more energy in my brain, at least, uh, even if physically I don't have more energy. But I also... Like I'm just more connected to the universe and, and it gives you time to see what's going on, you know, below the neck. So instead of thinking about everything, you're actually feeling things. And frankly, being on a plant-based diet, even for a month or two, will do that for, for you in a beneficial way. And that's why when I was plant-based, I'm like, oh, this is great. Like I've got this energy, but it was a short-term energy that came from when you eat more plant fats, your cells become less good at making energy. And then your, your thyroid turns up and you're like, yeah, I've got more energy. But then after six, eight weeks, the thyroid can't do that anymore. And then you kind of start not doing quite as well. But by then you, I was already so convinced that this is what's right for me that I just kept doing it. And then I'd like shatter a tooth and I would get cold and I'd be on, on increasing doses of thyroid and I got more joint pain and, and all that. But that feeling you get when you first start fasting or even when you just do a plant-based diet for a short period of time, like, oh, like... I'm, I feel more connected, like more a part of the world around me than just, you know, than, than just being, you know, the, the single human being, you know, apart from reality. Uh, so doing the work of feeling a fear or an anxiety and then having the time and the space to ask yourself whether it's real. And the fear is absolutely real. Fear of starving. I was afraid of it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't actually a reality. I was not starving, but my body believed it. And what comes out of my work biologically is that we have these four F words that drive everything we do. And all life does this, whether it's a mold or something in a forest or an animal or a human or our mitochondria. If something might be scary, it might be deadly take 10 times more energy, 10 times more focus and put it on that right away. So fear gets all of our energy. And the more fears we have, the more energy they suck, even if they're not going to keep us alive. This is your body's automated system trying to keep your meat alive. And so you have to, when you're fasting in a cave like that, you will feel fear. And then you go, wait a minute, was that a fear that was justified? And if it wasn't, you're faced with this uncomfortable thing that says, wait a minute, my body is causing all kinds of emotional reactions to things that don't warrant the reactions. Why is my body so reactive? Now, notice I didn't say, why am I so reactive? Mm -hmm. Because you have a human brain and a consciousness and a prefrontal cortex that's in there. And it's part of the system. But there's a separate system that's the meat operating system that's driving this. So if fear is the first thing, the second one, famines have killed everything throughout all of recorded history, whether it's a bacteria or an elephant. So this is a part of your body that's programmed to say, eat everything because you might not have something tomorrow. And this is why you put a cookie in front of someone who doesn't have the right hunger hormones under control. And they're like, I'm really thinking a lot about the cookie, but you're not thinking about the cookie. Your automated meat operating system is thinking about the cookie over and over. And I found a study in Fast This Way that talks about... 15% of the average person's thoughts are about food. 
What if you didn't think about food because you weren't hungry and you got 15% of your thoughts back every day? It's pretty amazing. That's cool, right? And one thing I did notice when I was uh, a raw vegan was, man, I thought about food an awful lot. Right, because my body was like, "You're not getting something that you need," and so I was like, "Oh man, I know I'm gonna, you know, blend some beets. It's gonna be really good, you know." Like I, I, I would, you know, really just like, like I was such a good cook because I was thinking yeah, about food all the time. for sure. Uh, and then I realized, wait, what if one of the secrets of fasting was figure out what to eat so you don't care about food for four hours, mm. so you don't even need to snack. Right? I love and that. It, it it's funny that that's a an untalked about trick. Don't eat food that causes cravings, and I right. promise you, your kale is causing some cravings. I swear it. <laughs> well, I can't wait to upgrade my life with your tips. So, as we were talking about before we started recording, insomnia something I deal with. I know a lot of people listening deal with it. What would be some of your tips for that? So there's. Um, let me ask this: With your insomnia, do you wake up around three or four? with racing thoughts or is it a different kind of insomnia? My insomnia is more like I can't fall asleep because of the racing thoughts. If I do fall asleep, it is closer to three or four. Okay, I got it. So you're, uh, have you always been a night owl or only after you got exposed to mold? I've always been a night okay. owl. Now, good news. The early bird works for the late bird. So there is no moral superiority to being an early morning person. Right. 15% of people are wired to be early morning people. 15% of people are wired to be the night watch. And you're one of those most likely. Absolutely. 60, I am too, by the way. And oh, 60% of people are daytime people. And the other 15% of people are the backup alarm system. They never sleep very well. Because mm-hmm. like if something takes out the night guard, they're the ones who are going to hear you know a stick break and wake right. up and say, there's a lion in our camp. That's my yeah. husband. He doesn't require sleep at all, really. Yeah, right. exactly. And I'm so jealous. But he can also fall asleep like so quickly. Um, it's, it's a gift to fall asleep quickly. So what's going on with you? You're not going to like this. Okay. Okay. I think that butter is going to help you sleep better. Because there's a part of your body that is screaming for nutrients you're not getting from a plant-based diet. Even a carefully composed, well-intentioned thing like that. And I doubt I'm going to succeed on this. But if I could convince you to eat the most carefully raised grass-fed steak one time at lunch, you would have the best night's sleep of your life that night. And I have done this. I've been honored to sit there with people who have been vegans for long periods of time. The first time they say, all right, Dave, I can't believe I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. And then they eat it. It doesn't have to be a big steak, four ounces, something like that with the fat. And something weird will happen in your mind. It's like a sense of peace and like vibration in the body that comes. It doesn't work if you eat industrial meat. It does not work. Mm -hmm. And then there's this level of like, ah... And that's the same feeling that lets you go to sleep. I have experienced this myself as someone, you know, okay, I'm, I'm actually, I was very hesitant. I'm like, I really don't want to, like, I, I, meat's bad for you, don't you know? And all that. But I, at this point, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of people, you know, in, in my space and tens of thousands who was like, Dave, I went bulletproof after I was plant-based because I realized over time it wasn't giving me what I wanted. So you're in a situation where you have an extra toxic burden but the, the building blocks for healthy cells, healthy cell membranes are saturated fats. Half the cell membranes are saturated. And if all you're eating is 10 to 
of your calories from fat and they're plant fats that aren't biocompatible with you. You're asking your body to take those plant fats and use what little energy it has to convert them into compatible fats with your body. I'm, <clears throat> I'm arguing, at least during the, the time of your healing, some ethically raised, not a lot, but some ethically raised plant food or animal foods will help you dramatically. And not a lot. That, that's not the point here. Right. And um, if, if you just even start with butter and maybe some raw egg yolks, um, and raw egg yolks, you put them in a smoothie. It tastes like ice cream. It's okay. Wow. You, will, you will feel a mental shift the first day you do it. So interesting. Okay, to keep the love for dry January going and for all my fellow sober people, I am so obsessed with the brand Kin Euphorics. You've probably seen it on Instagram. They have the best branding. They're all over LA. I've seen them at Erewhon. I've picked it up so many times. They have this cute kind of tie-dye looking branding. It is amazing. You can use the code BLONDE, as always, for 15% off at kinuforex.com. So just to tell you a little bit about the brand, they are female-founded and run, which is so important to me to support female-founded businesses. And what I love about them so much is that it is the first non-alcoholic drink for grown-ups who care about the little things like brain function, hormone harmony, great sex, and de-stressing after an insane day, which I know so many of us are having right now. What I love is that they are stacked with all the good stuff and none of the bad stuff. Think adaptogenic herbs and mushrooms. You guys know how I feel about adaptogens and mushrooms that help to curb stress in the moment as well as over time. It also has nootropics in it that support cognitive function like clarity, memory, and creativity. And really, the women who built this brand are on a mission to reimagine the social ritual of drinking without wagering on people's health and well-being. So they designed three mood-defining drinks for every occasion, which is like the Spotify of beverages. So cool. So there's the High Road, which is an herbaceous flavor and a feeling of lifted mind and relaxed body. It's great for social hour. I reach for High Road after a long day and add a splash of club soda or sparkling water with a squeeze of lime. And it's so perfect when I'm looking for a way to kick back without obviously having alcohol since I don't drink. There's the Kin Spritz, which is a sparkling Aperol-like brain boost without the crash or hangover. It's best to crack it open around 4 p.m. and then have dinner afterwards, sip on it. It's nice to shift into that play nighttime mode. And then there's Dream Light, which is the nightcap that melts away any stress and helps me sleep like a baby. Helps me wake up feeling amazing, and I know that you guys will love. So head to kinuforex.com slash blonde to receive 15% off plus free shipping on your order. That's kinuforex.com slash blonde or code blonde at checkout to claim this deal. And that is K-I-N-E-U-P-H-O-R-I-C-S.com slash B-L-O-N-D-E for 15% off plus free shipping. Tag me on Instagram when you try. I know you guys will love them. Now let's head back into this episode with Dave. Mm -hmm. I'm a lot like you in the sense that I've tried so many things. I was raw vegan. Then I was vegan. Then I was raw vegan again because I felt like I wasn't raw enough, like you said. And I got sick and I actually went keto. And then I went paleo and I was eating all the grass-fed beef. And and then you got even more sick, right? (laughs) Yes, of course. I gained 45 pounds. And then... 
over time, I have found my way back to the plant-based diet for a lot of reasons. I'm not married to anything. I put my health first, but I have a lot of fears. And I know a lot of people listening do too, because keto made me feel weird. And I did it like full out. This is why I, I kind of lament when I wrote The Bulletproof Diet, and this is 10 years of experience with it now, I had been full keto in the 90s. And what keto means is don't eat more than 15 grams of carbs and don't have too much protein. But on a keto diet, most people are eating bad fats. <laughs> they're eating inflammatory foods. They're eating too much protein. And they do it forever. So... Losing 50 pounds in the 90s on keto was great. The other 50 pounds took me 10 years to figure out you have to cycle. You have to eat a lot of plants, but they can't be the inflammatory plants. And you actually eat carbs a lot of the time. I don't, I'm not in ketosis at a heavy degree most of the time. In the mornings, I'm in ketosis because I put MCT oil in my coffee, which raised, it puts me in ketosis. So my cells can burn fat, but I eat carbs. I probably do most days 100 grams of carbs. Right. And that's not paleo. It's not keto and keto wrecks women. The keto trap to me is the same as the, the plant based trap that I fell into, which is if it works a little bit, I should do it more. Right. So, but the trick is the body doesn't like a, a steady state. And it's why intermittent fasting is so good. No matter what you like to eat, it's that sometimes you have none, sometimes you have a lot. Sometimes you have none, sometimes you have a lot. And, and so what I want you to do is be able to rebuild your cell membranes and the insulating layers on on your nerves. And that means avoiding plant toxins. And even when I interviewed uh, Dr. Goldhammer, who's you know, a very knowledgeable guy, I'm like, well, why don't you do this? Because, well, we don't, have, we don't have lab studies to prove it. I know what I do works. But um, we actually agreed on probably 90% of things. And he was the first guy to say, a lot of people don't tolerate kale. A lot of people don't tolerate beans. A lot of people don't tolerate whatever. So we take that out of their diet. They have to eat the plants that work for them. Yeah. And at a minimum, I think you've got work to do there. And then if we get your saturated fatty acids up, which is not what Dr. Goldhammer uh, would recommend, but there's a lot of evidence that that's going to work during a healing phase. Right. Um, especially for mold people. Mold people need butter because your cell membranes have been so damaged by mold toxins. Mold is the worst. Mold it is. is. I so, like spend a lot of my time avoiding the fact that I still have so much mold <clears throat> to heal, but I know I do. It's, yep. the, it's the brain fog, the insomnia, just the inflammation. But, of the brain. But let's go back to your insomnia. So let's assume you're not going to have a little bit of grass-fed ribeye, which I think would help you a lot. Part of the insomnia does come from the body going, I'm not getting everything I need and I have a higher toxin load. And your toxins are coming from mold. They might be coming from candida and they might be coming from the plants themselves if you're not eating the right plants or they're not cooked the right way. So what... You want to be able to do is say, okay, how do I minimize my toxins? How do I maximize my nutrients in all of the building blocks of healthy cells? And uh, when you do that, I, I think you'll find that your body pain goes down, but the stress that keeps you from going to sleep goes down as well. Are you taking toxin binders? Um, I kind of cycle in and out. I usually do. I've okay. taken a lot. I take your bulletproof charcoal a lot. Awesome. But lately, I actually need to get back on that. I need to get it back into my routine. Does charcoal help with your sleep? Not that I've noticed. It helps okay. with my digestion a lot. Okay. What, um, and we're going to fix your digestion. Just getting rid of kale could help your digestion. I mean, it, okay. it shreds. If you look at the last post I did about like hummus and kale are not I your friends. I saw it. I saw it. I was like, read, oh my God, if only you could have seen my last meal. 
of Did Kale you see the fifteen hundred comments? There were I like did. hundreds, hundreds of people going, "Oh my god, Kale ruins my gut. I eat hummus and I'm ruined for two days." So some people though are like, "Dave, you're a bad person. I love hummus. My people have eaten it for ten generations." I'm like, "It works for you, but for right. many of us, it doesn't." Right. Right. And I'm guessing from looking at you, you're probably a little bit Northern European. Yes. Okay. Hummus and kale were not a part of our ancestors' diets. We do not have the biology to handle that stuff, right? Wow. So that's, there's that. And so sometimes you have to look at what your great, 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 great grandparents would have eaten. And you're like, oh, I handle that really well. And they didn't even eat potatoes. Those were from South America. Right. right? And I love potatoes. Well, they might not love you back. Have you gone lectin-free at all? I've tried it. I don't know Did if I've tried it to the fullest degree. I think I would need to like be a little bit more. Well, I would need for two to weeks. Out. Just two weeks, no lectins. Okay. And especially no nightshades and no grains. Okay. And that includes cayenne and paprika, which are okay. really common sources. And I didn't, I, I did the research for the Bulletproof Diet and all. And um, it was really only after I published the book that I got really militant about it. So I'm like, man, cayenne is supposed to be anti-inflammatory. And I love spicy foods. I grew up in New Mexico where we eat spicy foods all the time. Right. So that, to me, it's like soul food. And I just realized, you know what? Every time I eat this, my back pain and my knee pain comes back and they creak. And it's to the point where I, I finally convinced my dad when he was about 70. I'm like, dad, I know that you know we eat green chili because it's awesome. Um, but try this for two weeks. And he grumbles and for years he wouldn't try it. And he tried it. And he, he called me up and said, Dave, I, I think I might not have to replace my other hip. Like my body pain just went away. Oh my and God, was, that's amazing. It was nightshades, which is a very strong lectin, but not all lectins are bad. Your body makes lectins. So, you know, um, um, Dr. Stephen Gundry is a friend and he wrote The Plant Paradox a couple of years ago. And he's like, here's all the lectins and all the foods. You might want to eliminate all of them, but most people are fine on cucumbers. Right. It, it's, they have some, but they're very mild. So, right. but nightshades and whole grains and potatoes and things like that, which are a nightshade, they're likely a trigger for you as well. So, if, if you just really get straight on trying no lectins and the bulletproof approach, and what I talk about in Fast This Way is, well, let's, let's just take out the most common toxins all at once because then you get a baseline. Oh, here's how I feel. And one way to get a baseline is you fast. I got no toxins from any plant and you feel really good. The other one is, okay, can I eat a few things and still feel really good? Hmm. And generally what works for people there is undamaged fats, right? And protein that's similar to your protein as long as you can digest it. You can take enzymes for that if you need to. But there are some plants like cauliflower is pretty benign. Most people handle that very, very well. The carnivore diet people will tell you you can't have any plants Right. Although most of them are now starting to say, well, maybe you can eat a few plants. And like, yeah, that's where I ended up after trying all of these things. Exactly. Um, and you cycle in and out and you don't have to be keto, right? You have some carbs, but the carbs you eat are probably what Dr. Goldhammer uh, would recommend. You know, I, I'm a huge fan of white rice, not brown rice, because brown rice is hard on the gut and it has 80 times more arsenic and it has lectins and phytates and you just don't need that. Yeah. And so like your body is in a fragile state right now. By the way, you're not alone. There are many people like that. So you're like, okay, I just want to take less hits from all sources. I want clean air. I want clean water. I want good sleep. I want good lighting. And I don't want to eat any plant or animal-based toxins. Right. Right. And fasting is the easiest way, but unfortunately, you still need energy from that. For sure. And, and so that's why even something like Bulletproof Coffee works because, well, butter or ghee doesn't have a lot of toxins and especially ghee. There's nothing in there but fat. Right. Um, and MCT oil is not a toxin and coffee has a lot of compounds in it, but 
it's shown in like hundreds of studies to be beneficial. I love uh, and, coffee. Okay. And I know Dr. Goldhammer wouldn't recommend coffee either because yeah, it's addictive. But I'm like, hey, exercise is addictive too, right? True. True. Um, you you stop that for three days. <laughs> for sure. I remember in 2013, I lived in New York and I was walking down the street with one of my best friends. And she said, there's this diet that I heard about where you put butter in your coffee and then you fast until like 2 p.m. And I just remember thinking, what? What are you talking about? And I went home and researched it and that's how I found you. And wow. I did that for a long time before I went plant-based again. So I'm feeling pretty inspired after talking to you to start okay. working that back into my life. Try adding the prebiotic fiber, which is one of the hacks that's like missing from the fasting conversation. Right. You can put it in your bulletproof coffee, right? And it'll feed your good gut bacteria. It might help you have the ones that don't make histamine growing in your gut, which could be really good. You might also want to take activated charcoal, which is really powerful during a fast because then anytime your gut is making something called lipopolysaccharide, it'll absorb that instead of it going in and causing inflammation. And I've found that when people are doing shorter or longer fasts, charcoal is just a, an amazing supplement for fasting. Okay. Uh, and so at night, you can take it at night if you're not taking sleep supplements, which you might want to do. And you can also take it anytime you're eating something that might have toxins in it. So for you, you might end up doing it two or three times a day, a half hour before a meal is ideal. It'll help you get rid of the mold toxins. I have to do that. And then what do you yeah. think about sauna? I have this infrared sauna behind me. What do you think of saunas? Saunas are fantastic. Uh, there's so much evidence. They actually mimic exercise uh, in the body. They're really good for detoxing. You can overfast. Um, you can over plant base. You can over keto. You can over exercise and you uh -huh. can over sauna. Right. So uh, for me at this point in my health, I can do an hour on full blast in infrared sauna and I start sweating about a half hour into it. And I'm just like, I feel good and I'm, I'm fine. Um, but when I started out, man, I would have been dumping way too much mercury and way too many mold toxins in 20 minutes was the right amount. So do it, but don't do it until, you know, it overwhelms you. Charcoal before sauna is also a really good idea. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, let, let's go back to your sleep. Okay. Before you go to bed, try... Well, for you, because you're plant-based, are you okay with honey? I'm okay with honey. Okay, because I know bees touched it. I don't understand oh, it. I know. I've been part of that but, honey argument. I, I like honey. It's weird because bees also pollinate almonds and all the plants also. So like, if you can't eat honey, you also shouldn't eat any plant that was touched by an industrial bee. And I don't know how to eat that way. I so, possible. Um, yeah. So good. Raw honey, um, unpasteurized raw honey, not in tea because then it's not raw anymore. Uh, before bed, um, usually two teaspoons is, is enough, sometimes three. Um, that'll raise and stabilize your glucose levels. It might help. But honestly, what's going to make you sleep better is saturated fat. Okay. <laughs> I don't normally tell people that. Your body's like, give me some fat. I'm so stressed. I just need to build some nerves. I don't have what I want. I'll so bet you. interesting. Okay, I got to do it. So yeah. what do you eat every day? Walk us through a day in the life of when you wake up all the way till when you go to bed. Uh, when I wake up, I take uh, a handful of supplements that are best on an empty stomach. Now, keep in mind, I'm going to live to at least 180. I have a history of autoimmunity, obesity. Uh, I do not have good genes. I have the mold genes. So like, there's a lot of stuff I'm accounting for. I'm also a 6'4 guy. 
right? So my cell phone stack isn't what I tell everyone else to, to do. Um, people have always been saying, Dave, publish everything you take. I'm like, no, I'm going to see 100 pound women take it and it's not going to work for them. Uh-huh. So what I've done lately is um, stuff that I'm taking, I go out and I talk to the vendors. I'm like, look, I want you to give a discount to my people. I'm going to talk about this thing, right? And then I share what I'm taking and then everyone can save whatever percent if they're following me on Instagram and all. So I'm sort of slowly releasing it over time. And... So in the morning, um, I might do some amino acids. I do some stuff that heals the gut that's high in IgG. Um, There's a company called Just Thrive that makes a cool formula. It's got, yeah. it's animal-based though. Sorry. <laughs> but what you'll find is that um, there's stuff you want to take on an empty stomach. Then I usually have uh, a bulletproof coffee. And some mornings I make it with MCT and butter especially if I have a lot going on or if I didn't sleep as well as I would have liked the night before. I usually though get really good sleep. And then um, I, so sometimes it's black, sometimes it's bulletproof, sometimes it's bulletproof plus prebiotics. All three of the fasting hacks, I mix them up on a daily basis. Uh, I usually don't eat until two. Uh, I like to eat, uh, actually my largest meal uh, is usually closer to around two, sometimes three. Uh, and then what I'm going to eat is a substantial amount of grass-fed protein with lots and lots of fat and a bunch of vegetables. And then at dinner, if I dinner is a lighter dinner, I'll usually have some white rice uh, with dinner as well as some more grass-fed protein and a lot of veggies. And it's pretty straightforward. But the veggies, I'm not eating bell peppers. They're right. highly inflammatory for most people, even if you handle them, right? So I, I basically have figured out by not eating any plants for even just a little while, it's called a fast. And then you eat something, God, I got my pain back. So you can pretty quickly tell. And, and when people start out on the bulletproof diet, it's like, look, for two weeks, you're going to eat only from the green zone. These are foods that don't cause inflammation in almost anyone. And then at the end of that, you're like, wow, this is, I have all this energy. This is how I'm supposed to feel. And then you eat like pizza and beer and all the bad stuff. And the next day, you're like, oh, I remember I used to be like this. So you're like, okay, food is the cause of my pain and weakness. Right. Which food is it? And it's not the same for you and for me. Like potatoes may actually be compatible with you. I don't think they are given your symptoms, but maybe they are. And my daughter, she can eat potatoes all day long. She's fine. My son eats one bite of potato. He's like me. He's got my genes. They both have my genes, but she has different genes. So he's one bite of potato. And he's like, daddy, my neck hurts. Can you rub my neck for me when I go to sleep? And we went through this time. Like a couple... A couple of years ago, he's like, every night he had all these crunchy things in his upper back. I'm like, I know this. I had all this myself. And I said, Alan, are you eating potatoes? He goes, no. Um, you know, We found out that we asked the school, they were making a soup in this class and they'd put potatoes in the soup, but then they'd pull, they just wouldn't give him any actual potatoes, but he was getting enough of this. For him, it makes his cells go. And yeah. we, we stopped that. And within a week, the pain went away and he's very conscious of it. So I don't like feeling that way. So he knows if I eat that pain, if I don't eat that, no pain. For me, I just grow up always in pain. It, oh, it's supposed to hurt when you walk. Right. My back always hurts. It's always hurt. Like this is just, everyone's back must hurt, right? That's so how you, I feel. You can be pain-free, but you've got to figure out which plants are doing it because not all plants, in fact, most plants, you go outside and just eat in a forest, everything will kill you. <laughs> like, That's true. Right? So I'm, I'm not, I, I'm actually like way more in alignment with a plant-based diet than you'd think. I'm like, just don't eat the plants that cause harm. Right. No, I totally right? get that. That makes a lot of sense to me. So then supplement wise, even though I know you don't share all the supplements that you take, what for everybody listening, if you could recommend three supplements for everybody to take, what would they be? I'm going to go to fast this way 
and talk about supplements during fasting because this is also largely missing from the the fasting things like, well, mice only had water in a study. I shouldn't take supplements. That's BS. Number one, activated charcoal is a magic supplement. It's cheap. It absorbs naturally onboard produced toxins. It absorbs toxins from food. It pulls bad things out of your body. Charcoal is awesome. You take it away from other supplements. A proteolytic enzyme, and I list three formulas in the book. Um, one of the common ones is serapeptase. This is a silkworm enzyme that's made through a bacteria. They don't actually like ca- capture silkworms, but it's made through um, bacterial fermentation. And this is an enzyme that breaks down inflammatory proteins in your blood, in your body. It breaks up scar tissue. Right? And then the other one that's just so important is magnesium. And you can take magnesium during a fast, you can take it without a fast, and vitamin D is also important. But those are like non-negotiables. Okay. Well, that's helpful. Love magnesium. Got to get on the second one. I haven't even heard of that, but I have I can't wait to get deeper into your book. It's so good. Well, th- thank you for, for reading it. And um, I would also offer your audience, I have never taught one of my books before. I, I was a teacher at the University of California. Uh, when you buy Fast This Way, send your receipt to fastthisway.com. There's a link on the website. I'm spending two weeks teaching people how to fast without pain. You don't have to to you know eat animal foods to do it. I'm teaching you the techniques of fasting. I'm walking you through the book in a community of more than 10,000 people. That's incredible. And it's free. I just, this is a gift. I just It was worth thousands of hours of my time to write this book because fasting costs less than eating breakfast. And it is one of the most powerful, highest return on investment things you can do. So wow. pick up Fast This Way, send your receipt there. And starting at the end of January, I'm going to spend two weeks with you every day teaching how to do it. That's so amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, Dave, thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun to talk to you. Such a dream. You're so wonderful. I know you have to go. I have one question for you because my husband wanted me to ask you this question. He comes up with all the best ones. What's something you've done in your life that you never dreamed or thought you would have done? I was in Men's Health Magazine with my shirt off. Wow. Now, so as a 300 cool. pound guy, you know, and, and it wasn't, they didn't tell me I was going to take my shirt off for the photo shoot. So, normally, when people are going to do that, like on the cover, like I'll take diuretics and I'll get a spray tan. All this, it was like, I'm like, you really want me to take, I don't know about this. So, I did it anyway. And it's not airbrushed. You can see my stretch marks in, in the picture. But of all the least likely things ever to have happen was just a random, hey, take your shirt off. We're going to take your picture. And then, you know, a million people are going to see it. So as a 300-pound computer hacker, that was not in my universe. But I was I was grateful that what I'm doing seems to work. It does. That's so epic. Well, thank you so much. I'm such a fan forever. You've been... Oh, like, thanks, Jordan. ...conversation. It feels like talking to someone so wise and so helpful. And oh. I appreciate your time. Uh, it's my pleasure. And keep figuring out what works. Stay curious. Um, play around with plant toxins. I want your body pain to go to zero and your energy to go to 100. And it's totally doable. That's very inspiring. And I totally agree. I'll keep you posted. Awesome. Okay, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Dave Asprey. 
Like I said, it was a dream to have Dave on the podcast. I was a total fangirl. I was so honored that he took the time to talk about upgrading my health in this episode. I was especially interested in the things he was saying about sleep and supplements and that some of us are just night owls and also just his own personal journey to healing has been really inspiring for me and has helped me so much to know that healing from Lyme and mold is possible. And also, everybody deserves to heal. And everybody's body is different. Bio-individuality is so real. And on the note of the plant-based, non-plant-based thing, I'm not here to get into a food war with anyone. Everybody here listening knows that I'm plant-based, but I so respect Dave and what he's created with the Bulletproof lifestyle. And I will try to integrate more of the Bulletproof practices in my life while remaining plant-based, which is important to me but I recognize that we're all different. I've never pushed the plant-based lifestyle on anybody, but I know a lot of people here listening are also plant-based and probably a lot of you listening are not. And I love that because we are all unique individual souls doing what works best for us in this human experience. I also especially loved hearing about Dave's vision quest and I highly recommend picking up his new book, Fast This Way. It's so good. I learned so much. So if you're interested in intermittent fasting, biohacking, um, evolution, and just different ways to feel better, release inflammation, lose weight, feel better on a daily basis, then check it out. Fast This Way. We'll put a link in the show notes. Also, huge thank you to our sponsors, Cured Nutrition, code BLONDE for a discount for the best CBD. Get Groovy, which is an alcohol-free craft wine and beer company, code BLONDE for a discount. And Kin Euphorics, my favorite elixirs made with adaptogens and nootropics and mood-enhancing amazingness. You can use the code BLONDE for 15% off all things Kin. Discount code there. Enjoy, and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Come to Instagram. Tell me what you thought of this episode with Dave. I want to hear everything, and I'm sending you so much love. Talk soon. Bye, guys. Bye.